I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath, Aftermath of Sex. Episode. I'm just gonna check my little pleths on my recording. Yeah. And they seem to be fine, despite fine. the fact that the microphone is not facing me at all. I know the microphone saga continues. <laughs> and, I why isn't it picking like I don't understand? Turn it all the way towards you and just see what happens. Okay, now let's talk. Try that. That still isn't is now you talk. Hello. No, what is that? <laughs> Just, it's such a weird thing. I'm not sure why I'm so audible. I don't either. Or, or am I just not audible? Is it you or is it me? I'm not really sure. You know what? If there's anybody out there that knows anything <laughs> about, about microphones, yeah, we're trying. We're we're gonna get we're gonna get there. Thanks for bearing with us as we grow. Yeah, um, we're babies. We're babies at this, and so we're still learning. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm just looking at the little things. Not hardly move at all when I'm talking. It well, must be me. Well, I think it's maybe, maybe it's just the. Look at how big those things are. <laughs> <laughs> They're like monster teeth. Wow. <laughs> and mine are like little hardly, like they're hardly even waves. It's because you're so genteel. Maybe. And I'm so abrasive. Rah! I, <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I don't know if abrasive is the right word, but then the raw okay? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, well, times. we're going to get it down eventually. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So thanks for hanging in there with us. Yeah. And thanks for your lovely comments yeah. and your likes. And we'd like some stories. Please send yeah. us your stories. Just take a brief moment or yeah. two and write those fancy little things down for yeah. us. We have some very exciting um, things coming up. I can't wait for. Yeah. So keep. we can't really talk about it yet because it's not out yet. <laughs> but it's exciting. Yeah. Exciting. So stuff. stay tuned. Yeah, and if you want to share your stories, you can go to our website, the AOS411.com. Yeah. Or you can send your stories to the AOS411 at gmail.com. Did you just do that without stuttering I or did. pausing? I know, and I didn't even look for look at you for like confirmation or wow. reassurance. I'm getting, I'm, look at me, I'm growing. You're growing. See, yeah. we're getting better. I know. Wow. <laughs> I love it. So are you ready to hear yeah. about tell me about the stages of labor? Do you have anything to share? Do you have any stories that happened this week? <laughs> She's oh, looking at me like Christina. No, I don't have any questions yet. No, just anything you want to tell us, our people. Anything fun, exciting, new? How's how's the pooch? Oh, she's really great. Okay. She's just the cutest little thing, our little primmy, primmy pie. She's the best. Okay. She just 
invades our all of our spaces. She just walks on us. She just comes and lays on her head, and we don't care because we love her so much. Well, thank goodness she's little. She is very little. If it's my dog, I don't think you would I appreciate want, that. Yeah. I feel like if she gets any bigger, it might be a problem because she has zero personal boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll fair. just be chilling on the couch and she'll just come and walk all over your abdomen or she'll be playing with one of the kids and I'll be sitting there and she comes and just bounces off my chest. But she's so adorable. Yeah. I just love her. But she's 14 pounds. Oh, and she was yeah, that's quite be, a bit different than yeah, my Yeah, she pooch. was supposed to be 20, but I no, I don't think it's going to happen. She's the runt, you think? She was the runt. Oh, she was the runt she of the litter. She was the runt of the litter. Okay. And I, all the little estimates you can estimate online, like when they're puppies, how they have these calculators. You can see how much they're going to be when they grow up. And uh, the most recent one was 16 pounds, but I just feel oh. like we're going to be hard-pressed to get to 16 pounds by Okay. By June. Maybe when she's geriatric. Maybe. You know, they put on the extra little weight. Yeah. 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 Anyway, she's great. Thanks for asking about her. Yeah. I miss seeing her you. and her little nails. Yeah. Uh, well, so I have a... The, you were talking about the dog walking on you. Yeah. And I was taking my children all to school and daycare, pooch daycare. And um, it just reminded me that... A, Akiri, my pooch, stepped on my daughter's leg and oh. accidentally scratched her, so it made her cry. But oh. my dog's like 76 pounds. Yeah. So it's a little different. It's much different. <laughs> Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so today I have some information all about the stages of labor. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, maybe you'll learn something. You know a lot of this information. I'll probably learn something. But I hope that our listeners learn something. Yeah. And they probably know a lot of the information, but it's just nice to review it. Yeah. And understand when you are trying to figure out when things happen that you sometimes don't know until you look back. And you're yeah. like, aha, uh -huh. that's when it happened. But it has to be over be before you know. Yeah. So that makes it challenging. It does. So, um... Of course, looking backward is hard to, like, looking backward on anything in life is easy. You're like, aha, uh -huh, that's the moment. But when you're moving forward through your process, that's when it's hard to just, like, decide, when do I go to the hospital? Yeah. Is this labor? Yeah. They say that this can go on for a while. Is yeah. this the time? Is this the time? And it's so, yeah. there, it's just unpredictable. And sometimes yeah. it is, and sometimes it isn't the time. Yeah. And it so, doesn't matter if it's your first baby or your sixth baby. Like sometimes you just still don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I just preface everything by saying, if you're unsure, call your provider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I go on to say in my notes here, <laughs> I just got Minnesotan all of a sudden, yeah. um, that we're, we're also when the labor time happens, that it's not an exact science. So, women experience things differently at different times throughout their pregnancy. And perhaps maybe they were examined at a time like for dilation at one point, but then all of these things happened and then they weren't examined until later. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, the best guess is the big picture, mm -hmm. the overall how things look. Um, anyway. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I was just looking at Megan like I was confused. Yeah, she was. I was a little confused, but yeah. that's okay. I was just <laughs> trying to make sense out of what I was saying. Um, okay, so the first stage of labor. This actually is broken down into three phases. Yeah. Okay. The first stage of first stage of labor. The first phase of first stage of labor is early labor or the latent phase. Mm -hmm. So this is the onset of labor until the cervix is three to six centimeters, depending on the definition you look at. Um, if you can stay home during latent labor, it's much more comfortable there than it would be in a birthing center or a hospital. So um, you want to just try to stay home as long as possible. Now, there are some things that warrant you going to the hospital right away. So you need to make sure that your provider is okay with you staying at home should sure. you think that labor started. Um, contractions during this time are less lengthy. Um, they are about 30 seconds to 45 seconds long, and they might be anywhere from five to 30 minutes in um, intervals. Okay. So they're irregular. You might have three in a row that are five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, and then like 20 minutes goes by, and then you have another one. And then five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, and then 45 minutes goes by. So it's irregular, um, not predictable, and sometimes will go away. Yeah. Um, you can often during this time do other things like bake or watch a show, clean, maybe even take a little nap. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's important to note that some women experience painful contractions and cervical dilation doesn't occur. This, yes, this is hard. This is very hard. And it's also called latent labor. Yeah. And, or some people call it false labor, but I think it's really a terrible, like, oh, I'm sorry, that was false labor. Right. Because it's like you're, you're like telling them they're making something up in their head. Yeah. It's not happening, but it is happening. Yeah. Um, and so I like to call it practice labor. It's just more positive. Like Your yeah. body, it does practice. It's a muscle. It it's a uterus. It's going to contract. And sometimes those are painful yeah. um, and change your cervix. And sometimes they're painful and don't change your cervix. Right. Yeah. yeah it can be frustrating. It's super frustrating for a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then there's the active phase. And this is the second phase of the first stage mm -hmm. of labor. This continues um, from three centimeters until about seven centimeters. Um, you should go to the hospital um, or the birth center. If you're unsure, call your provider, of mm -hmm. course, always. But these contractions will be a bit longer. They last between 45 seconds and um, 60 seconds. Okay. And the contractions are a little bit more consistent, like between three to five minutes apart. And so when you're counting contractions, it's super important mm. to count from the beginning of one yes. contraction to the beginning of the the next one. So it's not the end to the beginning. It's the right. beginning to the beginning. I'm glad you said that. Cause yeah. I think a lot of people don't necessarily know yeah. how to well, how would they accurately if... count your contractions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, often during this time, you can only focus on that moment and breathing through the contraction. My work wife, if you guys listened to her yeah. way back, um, <laughs> She likes to say, you know, when you're in this phase of labor, um, if you can imagine when you're vomiting, you can only vomit. There's nothing right. else that There's you can do else. but vomit. Right. You might try to do something else, but that's not happening because you're vomiting. Right. 
she believes that this is the same as that. Like you're contracting. You can only do that thing until that contraction moment is over. Yeah. I think there's a lot of validity to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the third and final phase of the first stage of labor is the transition phase. Yeah. Things are getting serious. It's getting real. Yeah. And so this happens between seven and 10 centimeters, which is fully dilated, 10 centimeters. Um, remember, this is generally, and I use that very yeah. loosely, the shortest phase. Yeah. So I like to tell my mamas who are having a non-medicated birth that when you feel like you can't do it anymore, yeah. it's probably almost over. Yeah. Because this, this is the most intense. It's the time that women often want something for relief, yeah. but it's quickly. It's almost over. over. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Almost always, almost but not. Almost everything has caveats mm -hmm. yeah, and true. outliers and yeah and this is just a mystery this is this is a, a man <laughs> if it wasn't wouldn't we be like if we could tell yeah. when something happened and the moment was going to occur like that would be so nice yeah it would mm -hmm. it never does more rarely right yeah so this is when contractions last 60 to 90 seconds and they're about every two to three minutes and remember the beginning of one to the beginning of the next, if they're lasting 90 seconds and they're two minutes apart, you have a 30 second yeah. rest period. Yeah. It's so important to take your rests, shut your eyes, yeah. pretend you're somewhere else, really focus on just resting yeah. and not how long is this going to be right. because you need that energy in between to, to cope through the next one. Yeah. This is kind of, I think for me personally, like you have this, it's like an out of body experience. Like you are completely yeah. out of reality when you have, when you're just in transition. I feel yeah. like it's just really. I have a lot of people that say that they hear, hear noises and don't realize it's them yeah. or um, they're like watching. Yeah. Because it's just. Yeah. It yeah. Is. It's like an out of body experience. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first stage of labor ends when the cervix is fully dilated. So that's, yes. Then moving on into second stage of labor, this is the pushing phase. So this starts at complete dilation and then um, cardinal movements are occurring. So cardinal movements are how the babies are birthed. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't always start in the pushing phase. Okay. okay? But I wanted to just say how many things have to happen in order for a baby to come out. Okay. So the cardinal movements, and we can go into them more thoroughly maybe in a in another short sometime. Sure. But um, there's engagement, descent. Okay. Then they flex, internal rotation, okay. extension, yeah. external rotation, and expulsion. Okay. Like these are how babies come through yeah. and out of the pelvis. And I, I just think it's amazing. It is amazing. I was just envisioning all the pictures. Yeah. Kind of see it's pretty crazy. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so this phase ends with the birth of the newborn. Well, there you go. Yeah. Just like Congratulations. that. Congratulations. You had a baby. Yeah. It's a boy or a girl. 50-50. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> Probably statistically speaking, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, pushing can take three hours for a first time mama and two hours for mamas with a history of babies yeah. if there's no anesthesia. Yeah. So then if there is anesthesia like an epidural, pushing for a first time mama can be four hours yeah. and three hours for mamas who have had babies before. Wow. 
That's a really long time to when push. It is. And it's really hard. It's exhausting. It, it is. That's why when I say those 30 seconds, it's super yeah. important to utilize those for all the rest. Yeah. Um, duration of pushing can be affected by many things like size of the baby, position of the baby, the pelvic shape, your pushing effort, or comorbidities. So obesity, hypertension, diabetes, age, birth yeah. history, you know, yeah. all those things can affect how quickly a baby will come out with yeah. pushing. Yeah. Um, and then we enter into the third stage of labor. Exciting. Yay. This starts at the um, birth of the newborn and it ends with delivery of the placenta. Um, there are three cardinal signs of the placenta separating from the uterine wall. Okay. And I'd like to ask you, but you're not going to get the third one because it's just something that we don't think about. Yeah. And honestly, I don't pay too much attention to that. Oh, yeah. Okay, but you probably know that there's usually a gush of blood yeah. from the vagina. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times this is when our dads go, oh, yeah. well, if they haven't already. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is one of the times where they're like, oh, man, are there, is there something happening? Because there's a noticeable loss of blood. Right. And then the, the cord will come out even farther. It's like a lengthening of the cord. Okay. Okay. And then the third yeah, thing the third is a globular-shaped uterus. I know. I don't understand so, <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> so I had to research it because I did. I was like, "What? A globular shaped fundus of the uterus on palpation?" Oh, so, I see. Okay. So um, I'm generally not feeling the top or the fundus of the uterus when we're doing like gentle cord traction sure. and active management of the third stage of labor. So. Um, I had to look it up. And so what happens is the uterus goes from a flattish roundish thing. Okay. And then it goes to a, like a, like yeah, a, like almost cone shaped at top. Kind yeah. Of Cause like so that. it's flattish. At, um, so when you deliver it's flattish and then it kind of goes to roundish okay. roundish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I didn't know that. I really hadn't put it in there. So like the two things that I'm basically looking for is that gush the and the lengthening. Because I'm always supporting the uterus, making sure it doesn't come out of the vagina. Right. Which we'll talk about on another yes. day. That'll be a good time. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Let's not have that happen. No, but talking about it could be. It fun. could be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it generally, for the placenta to come out, it takes about five to 30 minutes for that expulsion to occur. Um, if it's greater than 30 minutes, it could be associated with higher risks of hemorrhage and increased need for manual removal, which is yeah. when they, we take our hands and we go in and remove the placenta, um, by hand yeah, or by a DNC if yeah. it's really stuck in there. Yep. Sometimes when I talk to my teenagers, my teenage students or my own teenager about this kind of stuff. Cause I, you know, I love to talk about this. And when I tell them that sometimes they have to stick their whole arm in a vagina to, you know, mm -hmm. get, do whatever needs to be done to get that out bleeding and get stuff out there. The looks on their faces, their little so, eyeballs. So great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like your own birth control. Yeah. 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 No, oh, Just they are always, they're like, I am never having kids. And I'm like, I want to see you back here in eight years. Right. Introduce me to your children. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to say, I mean, it is uncomfortable, especially if you're yeah. not medicated oh, yeah. like that is going to oh, be very gonna, uncomfortable. Yeah. But um, a, you've just birthed a human I know, it's baby. All 
you know, and so a hand is not nearly the size of a baby, but it's still uncomfortable. Something is still going up in there and it's just, you know, and it can be scary, which always, and you're fatigued. It always exacerbates everything. I agree. Anyway, so that I mentioned active management of the third stage of labor. So um, what that is. Yeah, do tell. Okay. So this will decrease the risk of postpartum hemorrhage and it's recommended by pretty much all the governing bodies, ACOG, ACNM, WHO. So do you want me to say all those? The American College of (laughs) Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the um, American College of Nurse Midwives. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the World Health Organization. Um, So it's interesting because it used to be something else and now it's evolved. Okay. So the three steps are oxytocin immediately after birth of the baby, uh-huh. um, which oxytocin is Pitocin. So it's our synthetic, yeah. what we make, and it goes in through an IV or an IM injection, um, controlled cord traction. So a lot of people think we're pulling and we're not pulling on the cord at all. We're just j- simply putting gentle downward traction mm-hmm. to kind of guide a placenta towards the exit um, so that it has just a little bit of like, hey, you're supposed to be coming, let gravity help right. type of deal. And then massaging the uterus right after the delivery of the placenta. So immediate right. fundal massage, Yeah, which most of our mamas will remember they will. their second time around that this is not fun. Yeah, because it's very sore. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so most maternal deaths occur at the time that occur at the time of birth uh, related to obstetric emergencies are because of bleeding Uh or fluid embolism. So those are the most frequent at time of birth maternal mortalities. Fluid embolism frequently is not known related to being such a rare disorder um, and going on undiagnosed, like the rate of it, but suspected to be between one in 8,000 to one in 80,000. Yeah. It's so rare. It's so rare, which is why we just don't know a whole lot even about it. Right. Exactly. It's just not, it doesn't happen frequently. So enough, that's one of the, the leading causes of maternal mortality. The other complication right at birth that can occur is postpartum hemorrhage. Yeah. And annually about 14 million women experience postpartum hemorrhage wow. resulting in approximately 70,000 maternal deaths globally. 70,000. Yes. Wow. So when we do the active that's management per year, that's per globally per year globally. 70,000. 70,000 mamas. Wow, that is a lot, I feel like. Yes. In 2023. Yeah. So um the I sorry, I was just Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But um and I think that statistic actually came from 2013. Okay. So it might be a little bit better now. It could be worse. I, yeah. Um, I think it's worse. It hasn't updated from then because that is when we do uh, like they do these updates every 10 yeah. years is the thing. Yeah. Um, so this is why we do active management. A lot of people are like, why are you doing this? This doesn't make sense, but we're trying to decrease your risk of postpartum hemorrhage. Yeah. And all the evidence, I mean, it's all evidence-based. Right. We're not just doing stuff just because it sounds fun. Right. Exactly. And so active management used to be immediate cord clamping, um, which 
um, is where you cut the cord. As soon as baby's out, you cut it and clamp right away. And not all of the bodies of obstructs that I previously mentioned were in agreement with that. Yeah. Okay. So the World Health Organization did a study that came out with newer recommendations, which I previously discussed, but I'll go over them now. So uterotonic at birth. So that's that Pitocin. Delayed cord clamping for one to three minutes, yeah. which reduces the risk of infant anemia. Yeah. Um, controlled cord tra traction. Postpartum vigilance, which means immediately assess that uterus, give it a fundal rub, and then check every 15 minutes for two hours. Yeah. And then oxytocin quality and supply should be good. So say you have somebody, uh, say you've been birth, like laboring for a day and you're on Pitocin, using that same bag of oxytocin or Pitocin could potentially not work as well as if you've got a fresh bag. Because okay. when it's exposed to heat, um, then it can decrease its quality. Okay. I didn't know that. I learned that today. Yeah. I, well, yeah. when I was researching. I didn't know that either, but we always hang a fresh bag. Yeah. Postpartum. Unless it hasn't been out for too long. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason why. So um, some uh, providers practice by doing delayed cord clamping for until it stops pulsing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's reasonable. Yeah. There just that seems to be what most people do. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth stage of labor, this is when um, I was just remembering actually when I, so I, this is a learning moment as a provider. And let me just tell you, this is a story. Okay. So, and I didn't write this in my notes, so it's just coming up. Yeah. So I had a gal who had a beautiful birth, nice vaginal birth, and she was breastfeeding her baby and I was repairing her bottom and the placenta hadn't, um, you know, showed signs of coming out. I might not have even been repairing her bottom yet, but she was like the baby latched right on. It was oh, so wow. great. And it had stopped pulsing, but I was like, well, I want this dad to kind of like enjoy this moment. And maybe like 15 minutes had gone by and yeah, I hadn't done anything yet. The, the cord wasn't pulsing anymore, but this happens. And the, the placenta didn't expel on it, expel on its own when I wasn't doing any traction. And, um, so then I was like, okay, well, um, we'll just wait. We'll just see. Just enjoy your moment. And they were fine. And then suddenly she was like, well, I don't feel very good. Oh, I hate that. And yeah. And her blood pressure was like, I don't know, 80 over 40. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, helped re remove the placenta and out from behind the placenta, the placenta had detached, oh. but because it was still in the uterus, uh, she was bleeding. She was bleeding. I didn't know it. And I didn't know like it because it was a plug and out came a liter of fluid, maybe two. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I will always be watching for right. those things to happen because I never want that to happen again. Yeah. She was fortunate and everything was fine because once it, you remove the problem, her uterus right. clamped down. It was fine. Um, she got extra fluid and a blood transfusion and was fine. But, you know. Yeah. 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 So the there are things we are doing that help um, kind of prevent these things from happening. Yeah. And that was just 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. 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 Nice so, story. yeah. So this is why I like to do active management of the third stage of labor, because that is a rarity. 
It probably right. wouldn't happen again, but it could. But it, and so we want to prevent that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's the fourth stage of labor. Did you know that there's a fourth stage of labor? Yeah, because everybody focuses on the third stage of labor. Right. But the fourth stage of labor is super important, too. This is the first one to two hours after delivery. Okay. Okay. Um, you may be getting a repair to your bottom. Yep. Skin to skin should be happening. It absolutely should. As long as your baby is breathing, you should be yeah. skin to skin. The golden hour on uninterrupted skin to skin with the infant is super important. Yeah. And this can help um, facilitate improve breastfeeding, mm -hmm. increase the speed of delivery of the placenta, mm -hmm. and decrease your risk for postpartum he um, hemorrhage, yeah. especially if the baby is breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool. So that yeah. skin to skin, that golden so hour, important. we call it super important. Mm -hmm. Stabilizes baby's temperature. Yeah. This is another time where they're going to be checking your blood pressure every 15 minutes and making sure that your uterus is still firm every 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So then you know me, I can't I can't get out of this without look, looking back at the history. Yeah. Do you remember um, Dr. Friedman by chance? I don't know. Okay. So he, in 1950, developed the labor curve. Oh. So he created a graph that represented, yeah. quote unquote, normal labor. Yeah. And we used this for so long. Yeah. And so what he did was he patterned labor of all of his women and um, he predicted the latent how long that would last in active phases based on the data that he was collecting. Yeah. Okay. And he found that the curve was generally sigmoidal in shape. Have you, do you know what a sigmoid shape is? I don't know. I had I to refresh myself because yeah. I, that was so high school. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like a, uh, kind of like an S. So okay. it goes up a little bit and flattens out and then whoops, steady, steep. Okay. Why? <laughs> whoop. That's exactly how it goes. So it's kind of like an up and then a whoop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Google it. It's I'm better than to. my hoops yeah, and whoops. I'm not really Why don't you Google it and then you can explain how you see it? <laughs> um, so anyway, when this is only when he was looking at cervical dilatation data. Okay. So during the active phase of labor, um, dilation so this is for him four centimeters right so dilation would change one centimeter an hour yeah okay so if a woman was found to not be progressing on that curve that could lead to a diagnosis of arrest of dilation or descent uh, yeah and then that would lead to cesarean delivery yeah so the findings have recently been changed or challenged yes. because of the latent phase being longer than previously thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the onset of labor by Dr. Friedman was four centimeters and today it's six yeah, centimeters. I, really, I remember when this change happened. And yeah. I just, I thought it was so appropriate. It was, it's very appropriate. And remember his data was from 1950. Right. And we're in the 20s. Well, I think this might have happened in 2015. It's not been terribly long. Um, but I was really excited for that change, too, because I think it it definitely dramatically has decreased our cesarean yeah. rate because we're just giving mamas time to, right. to, to do what their bodies are made to do. Right. Uh, yeah. And so we're not hastily making. Yeah. Did you find the graph? I did. Can you explain <laughs> the shape? Well, it just looks like a ski hill. A ski hill. Like a like a. um. A ski hill profile. 
Okay. Okay. Doesn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It does. It's kind of late. Like it's kind of flat, and then it goes yip. If you start from the bottom, it is. It goes a little flat, like when the you know when you're sledding hill. A sledding down, and there's yes, sledding hill. A sledding hill. A profile of a sledding hill, but yes, it does go. Like if you're starting from the bottom of the. If you're starting from the bottom, it's like this slow, and then a sudden. Sharp increase yeah. of the hill. Okay. Yeah. See, look at. Like you want to go sledding down it. There is a whoop. Whooping down it. Whoop, yeah. Whooping down it. Yeah. Whoop whoop. <laughs> There's not two hoops. There's only one. one. Whoop. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the stages, That's the stages man. Of labor. That was really good. Yeah. You know, I think it's simple. Yeah. But it's important to know what we're looking for yeah. as, um, you know, as yeah. we're embarking on a laborious adventure. Yeah. And. Again, I encourage you to remember that when it's all done, you can look back and say, aha, yeah. that's when active labor started. But when you're in that moment, you don't really know. You're like, oh, I don't know what's happening. what's happening. I think this I is what it is. And so we have to use our other you know, information, like a yeah. cervical exam or how you're feeling yeah. and how you're expressing this discomfort to determine where you're at. But yeah. afterwards, it's yeah. like, aha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I think, um, yeah, a lot of people don't necessarily know that. And I think depending on who their provider is, you know, I mean, not everybody explains this to people. Yeah. And so just having a little bit more information going into it's always good. Yeah. You know, we haven't asked anybody for their questions lately. So if you have any questions, yeah. there's a place to throw out questions or topic ideas, things yeah. that you want us to cover. Yeah. So if you have a burning question, right, go, go fill out the form and yeah. we're hoping to answer for you. Yeah. It's at the AOS411.com. And if you have your stories there, there's a place for all the things, all the things. Yeah. So yeah, I hope yeah. you guys learned something today. Yeah. We hope you feel enlightened. Bye. Bye.